0: Is there debate in the community between using fungi or fungi?
1: Well, I mean, I'm the fun guy and they are the fungi. <laughs>
0: <laughs> From coast to coast to coast, you're listening to Terra Informa. You're listening. You're listening, you're listening. You're listening to Terra Informa. To begin, we would like to acknowledge that this episode was produced in Treaty 6 territory in a Misquichi Beaver Hills House, or so-called Edmonton. We are broadcasting from unrecognized Papas Chase Cree territory. The Papas Chase Cree were displaced following consistent efforts from local officials like Frank Oliver to discredit the legitimacy of their treaty right to this territory into reserve number 136, now South Edmonton. Not confined to history. This region is also the present homelands of many First Peoples who build their lives here, pursue livelihoods, and gather together, including the Cree, Métis, Blackfoot, and Dene. Wherever you're listening from, we ask you to consider whose version of history informs your understanding of the land you're on. Today, we are learning about fungi, including edible mushrooms. It's important to remember that Indigenous people have been foraging mushrooms in Treaty 6 and beyond for a really long time. Unsustainable harvesting by non-Indigenous folks can damage livelihoods and the environment. We need to live in reciprocity with this land and not use it for extractive purposes. In Sequetmuck territory, the nation moved to protect morel mushrooms in their area for future generations. Some of you may know morels, coveted for their nutty, earthy flavor in the culinary world. The nation issued permits in 2018 for anyone looking to pick or buy morels after a wildfire burned through the area creating an abundance of morel habitat. There were concerns about the amount of foot traffic going through the area, garbage from unregulated camping, and over-harvesting leaving no morels for other wildlife. If you're ever out foraging, do some research beforehand and get to know what anti-colonial foraging could look like in your community. Welcome back. I'm your host, Charlotte Thomason, and we have quite the lineup for you. I have a variety of fungi for you to get to know, so hang tight for the next half hour of mushroom-filled fun. Today on the show, I had the pleasure of sitting down with Mike Schultz and Josh Smith, two members of the Alberta Mycological Society. So what the heck is mycology? Mycology. Mycology is the study of the fungi kingdom This includes mushrooms, yeasts, and molds. There's 3.8 million species But not all of their stories have been told So what makes something a fungi? No, I didn't say fungi A fungi is eukaryotic that means its cells got a nucleus they lack chlorophyll growing outward using hyphae which makes them unique and different from plants they help grow our bread they break down dead organisms some of them even make kombucha and beer they're funky and fun and good for everyone so remember that mycology is the study of The Fungi Kingdom. Now you got that catchy song stuck in your head, here are some quick facts. Fungi are categorized under the Kingdom Fungi, meaning that they all share a single ancestral organism. Together with Kingdom Animalia and Kingdom Plantae, these make up the three main groups of multicellular eukaryotes or organisms with cells that contain a nucleus. This also means that fungi are not considered plants. One key difference is where they get their food. Plants have chloroplasts and photosynthesize to get their nutrients, but mushrooms secrete digestive enzymes and absorb nutrients from their surroundings. Scientists actually think that based on their last shared ancestor, fungi are more closely related to animals than they are to plants. Because the study of fungi has long been considered just a part of plant science, rather than its own field, scientists are now only just beginning to scratch the surface on the diversity of the fungi kingdom. Only around 144,000 species have been identified, but mycologists estimate that we know only between 6 and 10% of the total species within the fungi kingdom. Let's turn it over to Mike and Josh for an introduction to fungi.
2: My name is Josh Smith, and I'm a director with the Alberta Mycological Society. I've been picking mushrooms in and around Alberta for about, I don't know, more than, since about 95, I guess, 25 years or so. And uh, yeah, I've been eating them as well. I forage mostly to supplement my diet.
1: Yeah, I'm Mike Schultz, and I... I did my master's degree studying fungi when, oh gosh, now that's about 20 years ago. Uh, I got into mushrooms a lot when I was doing my bachelor's degree way back when, and um, I was asked to do an inventory of a certain area. And so one of the groups that I ended up working on was the fungi and just really found them absolutely fascinating and, and sort of the underdogs of the tree of life in a sense. And so I, I gravitated to them uh, for that reason. I mean, a fungus is a, is a type of organism that includes things like molds that grow on your bread, things like uh, the mushrooms and cup fungi, and morels and those kinds of things, the conks that grow out of sides of trees. Some of them cause disease um, like uh, athlete's foot and yeast infections. Um, a lot of them though have a lot of beneficial uses such as yeast used for making beer and other fermented products and rising your bread and um, lots of, of course, wonderful medicinal and edible mushrooms fungi grow as mostly single-celled filaments growing through the soil or in logs or um, in, in organisms. And sometimes those filaments can come together and form a, a big fruiting body like a, a mushroom or a conch. And, uh, but for most of their life cycle, they generally are just as those, those filaments called hyphae individually, or if you can have a bunch of them, we might call it a mycelium.
0: Okay, so we have fungi, these beings with filaments called hyphae that break down and absorb nutrients from the surfaces on which they grow, like a fallen tree or the forest floor. Hyphae send out fruiting bodies, the mushrooms we recognize, and those mushrooms often have a reproductive role, sending out spores. Once you get a web of hyphae, it's called a mycelium, And they are big. If you unraveled a web of mycelium found in just one gram of soil, it could stretch hundreds of meters. You might be thinking, okay, Charlotte, yes. Mushrooms are cool. That mycelium network sounds amazing. But why are fungi important? As a group of organisms, fungi are ancient, and there is evidence of fungi in the tissues of the oldest plant fossils, dating back to about one billion years ago. A research team in southern China has recently uncovered a burial site with some of the oldest evidence of beer drinking. They found fungi residues from beer fermentation, including yeasts and molds, from 9,000 years ago. And that's not the only role that fungi play.
2: Fungi surrounds and binds all matter.
1: (laughs) There is growing evidence that without fungi, we wouldn't have land plants. So kind of important because that's like the basis of Pretty much all life on land, those mycorrhizal associations are very key in forest health, not only helping with the health of the trees by having um, these wonderful relationships where they're helping each other out with from the fungi providing nutrients and the 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 plants providing providing carbon and sugars. There's that amazing relationship. 90% of land plants have mycorrhizal associations. So Yeah. And and they actually are, there's different plants that have associations with very different groups of fungi. So it's happened at least three times in in evolutionary history where where plants and fungi have gotten together and then diversified both the fungi and the plants due to that association. There's, of course, a big aspect of decomposition and people kind of downplay decomposition way more energy in the boreal forest goes through the detrital food chain which is all about stuff that grows dies and gets decomposed way more energy goes through that cycle than goes through herbivores and carnivores and that sort of thing and without fungi there that can't happen like that food chain doesn't exist without fungi
0: wow fungi are really important in the forest. Attaching to roots to help trees grow and communicate, breaking down all that dead and dying matter. As decomposers, they sequester carbon in the soil, which is essential for maintaining a stable climate and good soil. This is especially important when we move into the prairies here on Turtle Island.
2: When we get to the grassland, you know, we think of like Saskatchewan as like, oh, uh, you know, it's like, it's just grass, right? It's boring, but what actually it was was this massive ecosystem with herds of bison that roamed, and they grazed and they they chew the grass down and they trample a lot of it in. The, the hoof impact is immeasurable because the hoof impact actually puts that grass is growing under the soil, so you know the earthworms can start to get to it, those decomposers, and not just the the, the macro ones we can see, but also the the fungi and the sapotrophic fungi in particular. They do tremendous work in the grasslands. I think fungi are, are massive to that growth of soil and fertility, which is essentially what, where our food chain is coming from as humans currently.
0: Fungi have a hugely important role in our food system. As Josh mentioned, they are critical to soil health, but we also eat them. Many of us associate fungi to the 350 species of mushroom that are consumed as food. But fungi are also what allow us to ferment things, age things, and even brew some of my personal favorites including beer and wine, bread, tofu, soy sauce, and cheese. But fungi are significant in our daily lives beyond the food we eat. They also have a number of important medical applications. Including one by Alexander Fleming in 1928, whose observation of a mold and its ability to keep bacteria at bay led to the discovery of the antibiotic penicillin. Certain fungi that contain the naturally occurring psychedelic compound psilocybin are also being studied as a possible treatment for depression. In a recent study, Yale researchers saw a 10% increase in neurological connections known to be reduced by chronic stress and depression among mice, who received just a single dose of psilocybin. Despite their key roles in ecosystem health, in food systems, medicinal advancements, and more, mycologists agree that in policy, these contributions are largely undervalued. Fungi-specific protections are missing from conservation legislation on both global and local scales.
1: Right now in Alberta, there are no legal protections on any specific mushrooms or fungal species at all, except for a few lichens, and those are only protected under very limited circumstances. We have all these macrofungi out there. A lot of times these things are way more pollution sensitive than we realize. You know, when we're trying to set those guidelines, they're set for you know mostly vertebrates and big organisms not so much fungi and so we are losing species potentially of fungi and not even knowing about it Um, even here like we think about all mass extinctions and that's only happening in the tropics but we could be and very likely are losing species of fungi um, currently and not even knowing that they're there and not even knowing that that we are potentially uh, that, that even that species is, is present um, because our pollution guidelines are set too low. So um, yeah, it's a big area that I'm concerned with and that I'm trying to sort of advocate for is for our governments to get fungi into the world of surveying for them on on more than just people doing it on voluntary basis, but actually doing it professionally as part of environmental impact assessments and other kind of assessments where they are looking for plant rare plants and rare animals and stuff like that. We should also be looking for these rare at least the macro fungi, at least the ones that we can see, um, so that we can start doing conservation of these things.
0: If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Fun Guys Looking at Fungi Show by Terra Informa, a production of CJSR 88.5 FM. We're listening to an interview between myself, Charlotte Thomason, and Mike Schultz and Josh Smith, members of the Alberta Mycological Society. So what makes Alberta such an exciting place for mycologists and mushroom enthusiasts alike? Mike and Josh make like fungi and break down how variations in the Albertan landscape make perfect homes for many kinds of mushrooms.
2: I would say Alberta is actually a gem of a province, and we have an incredible diversity of biomes, such as, you know, down south, we have um, near desert, right? And the Badlands and Drumheller. So you're going to get a lot of things like maybe Torx, uh, Agaricus victorcus, which is kind of one that pushes through. And it's more in the dry air itself. We move to the west into the foothills, which is a tremendous rich region. Areas like that are going to provide, we're going to have a different, very, very diverse um, regional differences in some areas where you find completely different mushrooms from one region to the next. So if you're having a sandy soil compared to a blacker or sort of a clay Um, underlayer you know you're going to get different types of fruitings. Alberta has a is is in a very unique position for the amount the diversity of
1: biomes we have and the amount of mushrooms which are going to be different in each area. We definitely have um, a, a huge uh, diversity of areas, especially compared to the other prairie provinces. So if we were to look at, you know, say, even just Manitoba and Saskatchewan, um, the number of species of, of, of fungi that we have are, are much, much higher than those areas of, of Canada, just because we have the mountains and we've got the foothills, as well as the boreal and the, the prairie um, I when I did the project for the federal government I had mentioned um, I it was for macrofungi so that is um, sort of the the larger fungi things that you can see the fruiting bodies you know clearly with the naked eye um, and I um, I compiled the list of 1,920 species of macrofungi in Alberta as compared to only 747 in um, in Saskatchewan and 1,452 in Manitoba. Um, so yeah, a lot of species in Alberta. Of course, a lot of that is due to the hard work of people in the Alberta Mycological Society um, who have been out there doing a lot of work. And so there's been probably a lot, um, oh, definitely a lot more work done in Alberta versus the other Prairie provinces, um, so there's there's been more people out there as well. But still, that's a very that's a lot of that's a lot of fungi. That's a lot of mushrooms.
0: I am really curious to know if there's any like particular fungi or mushrooms that you think are really interesting or cool.
1: Oh my.
0: That's a loaded question. There's probably so many.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, where do I start? Are we talking about cool tasting, <laughs> cool looking, cool ecology? Like, there, there's all those that are just, like, absolutely phenomenal in, in, in different aspects. In fact, I bet you if you, if you looked at any mushroom, any fungus... And you look deep enough into it of those 1900 and some species you would find fascinating stuff about every one of those um but josh what do you have some favorites
2: yeah i mean when you're looking at fungi a lot of times you're going to find these little white uh gild or brown gilled little ones you know all over the place and a lot of times i they're, they're not interesting they're little brown mushrooms know, <laughs> they they don't have a lot of purpose and i don't there's not a lot of food value in them and so they're not exciting in my opinion there's some rare ones which i've only seen on a handful of occasions and they don't even have culinary value um want to be Rhodotis palmatus or uh, fuzzy peach <laughs> is actually what it's called in slang and it uh, i've only seen it on a couple of occasions and it it comes out of a dead tree, a dead poplar, I believe, balsam poplar. And very, very unique, uh, like reticulations almost on its uh, pileus, which is the cap. And I've actually watched it guttate before. And guttation is a really cool word. I'll say it again. Guttation. Look it up. But it's essentially when the mushroom produces a a liquid, and comes off. You can actually see it dripping.
1: Yeah, and see, Josh, you and I would differ in that respect. A lot of the little brown mushrooms that you you would kick over and not really care too much for, I find them fascinating because I, uh, I do a lot of microscopy work with the mushrooms. And so those little ones um, are often really fascinating under the microscope. They've got these crazy spores with these big angular, you know, things going on on their spores, or they've got cool, like, big massive cells that are coming up out of their cap or coming out of their gills. And, you know, like with really cool shapes and, and stuff like that. So um, I, I love looking at those what people call LBMs or little brown mushrooms. As far as favorites, I'm, I've always been partial to coral mushrooms. So these are ones that kind of grow up and have a coral type shape rather than a typical mushroom shape. And I mean, like, when you think about the, t- the mushroom, nobody ever thinks of like a coral coming out of the ground.
2: It's like you're in the great, you're in the boreal forest, and then suddenly, you know, there's these beautiful white, pure specimens. It look like you're, <laughs> yeah. in the, you're swimming in the Great Barrier Reef just out of nowhere.
1: Yeah, and then we've got uh, some that are even purple, like bright purple coral looking, or at least like long, skinny things come coming up out of the ground, and. Um, some of them, I mean, most of them are whites or, or creams, but some of them are more yellows and oranges, like just beautiful ones. And there's a pure white one that we don't have in Alberta, but it's in coastal BC. And the first time I saw that, that mushroom, I was like, okay, I am now sold fungi are awesome. And like, and that's kind of almost what got me going as, uh, as being like, I'm gonna start studying mushrooms.
0: Mike and Josh really love fungi. And what's not to love about a mycelium network and a sometimes edible and sometimes cool-looking fruiting body? Fortunate for me, there are a lot of mushroom enthusiasts on the Terra Informa team. I'm turning it over to Daniel Pietruszewski, nerding out over fungi facts and introducing us to more wacky residents of the Fungi Kingdom.
3: Yes, let's talk about some wacky mushrooms, or whack mushrooms, like the supposed world's largest mushrooms. If you're a resident of Alberta, you might have already visited the world's largest mushrooms, located right here in your home province. A scenic 90 minute drive from Edmonton will bring you to the village of Vilna it's a historical town. The village has a charming general store vibes and fresh rural air. You wouldn't expect the town's biggest secret to be hidden in plain sight. But follow the signs and you'll reach mushroom park. In the center of the park, you'll find it standing at over 15 feet tall and weighing a whopping 18,000 pounds. The world's largest mushrooms is actually a statue replica. Whack. This case of mismatched expectations was my own fault. When I visited Vilna to see the world's largest mushrooms, I did not do my research. I was so involved in trying to puzzle out how a giant puffball or maybe a huge shelf fungus could be preserved that I didn't even check a single fact about the actual exhibit. While it wasn't exactly what I was expecting, the statue is decidedly not whack. Like the heads of Cerberus, three imposing stalks sprout from the center of Mushroom Park, supporting the grey-brown, umbrella-like caps of the Tricoloma Uppsala. The Tricoloma upsala mushrooms grow commonly in Alberta, I didn't get a chance to ask our experts from the Alberta Mycological Society if the Tricoloma upsala counts as one of the little brown mushroom types so hard to identify, but the Tricoloma genus is a large and diverse one. The Vilna statue was built in 1993 and recognizes this, along with the mushroom foraging practices of the town's Ukrainian settler population. If you want to see the real, live, not-a-giant-statue-replica-of-a-small-mushroom, world's largest mushroom, then you'll need to take a longer road trip down to Oregon. And technically, this isn't a mushroom. It's more like 900-plus hectares of hyphae that form a mycelial network sprouting lots of individual mushrooms. A real fungi. Not only is this the world's largest fungi, It's the world's largest organism, and maybe the oldest? Covering about 10 square kilometers, the mycelia of this Armillaria ostiae is the largest yet discovered and could be anywhere from 2,400 to over 8,600 years old. Also known as the honey mushroom for its sweet yellow-colored fruiting bodies, this fungus is actually pretty nasty. It's a parasite that kills and consumes conifer trees in both Canada and the United States. Mushrooms. They're not always what they seem. The moral of my story, dear listeners, is that I am a mushroom enthusiast, but clearly not an expert. I really thought that it was going to be a real mushroom. Remember to check the facts or consult a guide if you get lured in by a charming roadside attraction. Or try to eat a wild mushroom, whether it's the world's largest or not.
1: That's
0: all the time we have for this week. I'm your host, Charlotte Thomason. Thanks for tuning in. Terra Informa is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM. And all of our content is created by a team of lovely volunteers. This episode was researched and written by Andrea Miller, Elizabeth Dowdell, and me, Charlotte Thomason. Big thanks to Andrew Noakes for strumming on his guitar for my mushroom song. And of course, to Josh and Mike for being lovely, lovely guests. This episode was produced by me. You can reach us for comments or questions via email at terra@cjsr.com, at or message us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at terra informa. For previous episodes, check out our website terrainforma.ca. And we'll catch you next week right here on Terra Informa. According to